The next one comes from AG underscore Ace Fisher one He says, at Sherristone, need another co-host? Question. I have been itching to talk to Yalo for more than just my segment on my show. You know, I think he's... Maybe he, have you in for a little bit. Unless he's... You, you going at somebody here, Fisher? Huh? I, yeah. You I, for I trouble? Think he, I think he might be gunning for that. You know, let me tell you something. You, you don't need no co-host. We're looking for musketeers first, man. You got to be a musketeer. You got to show. <laughs> you got to put in your time buddy okay all right you want to push me around all right well come on let's push me around you know what i'm saying come on crazy this is a presentation of dawnforge productions you're listening to shattered soulstone episode 101 i have a huge bragomancer today's podcast is brought to you by audible Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash soulbooks2015. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Patreon. Support the Shattered Soulstone. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron today. Patreon.com slash soulstone. Strap in, folks. This is going to be fun. Nothing. Coming to you from a half-empty bottle of white wine. Antonio. I found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, Hardcore that I'm hoping makes me loaded. Dreja. Oh, wait, wait a minute, what happened? Like, you lose five seconds of your life, you wake up. Chill. It gives you 38.2 yummies per second, with 13 to 38 yummies and 150 nom nom noms per second. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawn Forge pouch, this is episode 101 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Thursday, October 15th. I am your host, Nevik. I'm joined by, well, one of my co-joys, Brasia. How are you? I realize I'm waving into the camera and the only people going to see it are in the live show. So, hi. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Jen, num num num. Oh my god, I missed that. <laughs> um, I'm doing great. You know, other than my Diablo playing this week, pretty good. <laughs> we'll get pretty into good. that in a few minutes. Okay. I'm we'll not get getting into that, that in right a few now. Minutes. <laughs> totally not getting into that right now. And Lantonio, you made it for two shows in a row. And and you're on time. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm on time. I'm on time. I uh, I got I saw the email ten minutes ago too, and I'm like, hey, I'm home. I can do a show. Yes, I figured I missed it yesterday, being busy, and I was like, oh, sweet, it's today. Yeah, I can do it. So, yeah, I am here and I am ready to go. Yeah. Well, we might move the show to Wednesdays starting next year, because uh, it sounds like Westmarch Workshop may not be doing live shows on Wednesdays anymore. Oh no. Starting next year. So, are we yeah, doing live we, shows every week now, or what? What's this? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. We might. Maybe. I don't know. What do you think? It's, I mean, we've been having fun with it so far. It's cool yeah, with me. Um, yeah, we actually got a couple of people in here. We usually yeah, have our so cams going and everything anyway, and if they like to hear it, then I say let them hear it. <laughs> and it gives, gives our listeners an opportunity to, even if you can't make it live while we record, uh, I do, I will, I should say, highlight this show and toss it up and you know i should probably think about exporting these to youtube but um probably next week i will probably take the time to set up this shattered soulstone 
a Twitch account. That way we can broadcast from, you know, Soulstone something, you know, SS cast. I don't know. Something like that. Instead of from Nevik James, because uh, when Moreau read that out on Realm Maintenance, I was like, hmm. Yeah, maybe I should have had it, you know, twitch.tv slash Soulstone. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, shall we, uh, Shall we dive into what we've been up to? Sure Absolutely. Thing. Hasn't been you very long. First. <laughs> <laughs> Brazier doesn't want to go first. I wonder why. Oh. <laughs> so, Antonio, why don't you... St- or, well, okay, okay. Oh, oh, I'll oh, start oh. off. I'll start off because I have big news. <laughs> oh, I have really, God. really big news. I'm so excited! Brazier's probably, you know, he's, he's tingling right now. I cleared Greater Rift 60 solo. Woo-hoo! I'm already crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my big news. Yeah, congratulations, awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I had 14 seconds to spare. I had Escandiel pop up as my Rift Guardian. I was like, I was like, oh, really, really? I got to worry about arcane laser beams and getting knocked back and. Oh yeah, make it worth it. It was scary though because um, with the Static Charge Monk. You know, typically you leave stragglers and or you leave packs that have reflex damage on it because those really, really, really hurt. Because uh, when, when you have a ton of static going, you know, you know, just streaming through a reflex damage and that comes all the way back at you. Yeah, I procced. Um, I think I procced four times. It might have only been three, but just for dramatic effect, we'll say that I procced four times. And uh, the reason why I brought up, you know, the uh, typical, you know, like leaving stragglers and reflex damage is because um, I had nowhere to retreat to, to to teleport out. So I was like, oh, I guess I just got to kind of play through the proc. <laughs> so I actually had one moment where I almost died because my proc, uh, my cheat death cooldown had not gone off yet. And I got down under the gargoyle's chin. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. But I didn't die. I cleared it. And this was after, um, earlier in the evening, I had, uh, I was attempting to clear Torment 9 Rift in under, what is it, four minutes? And, um, you have to, you kind of have to fish for that, but I mean, I mean, it's a regular Rift, so if, even if you don't get a crap, or a good Rift, you just, you know, try to go through it as best as you can. One thing that I did do, um, I went with, uh, did I do a, yeah, I did a hammer build. Um, because I didn't think my DPS as a whirlwind barb would be substantial enough to to carry carry me through, so I went with hammer, mm-hmm. the Hoda barb. But what I had to do was I had to swap out my furnace in my cube for an ingiom, because uh, I was using furious charge to move in between packs because uh, you know movement is key when you're trying to clear quickly. So I did that. And that completed my Conqueror journey. So now all I need for Guardian, the last one in the season journey, is uh, a Torment 10 Rift in under three minutes. <laughs> so, you know, no big deal, right? Easy stuff. Oh, not at all. So, yeah, I did that. And uh, uh, just right before we started recording, I got a wizard up to level 70. So, yay! I am hitting the alt hard this season. So now I have um, I have all three main stats covered. I have 
a barb covering strength, I have a monk covering dexterity, and I have a wizard covering intelligence. And <laughs> so I spent um, spent all that time on my hardcore side. There was absolutely Barry saw zero playtime, so um, I, I made no progress on softcore. And I'm sitting at Paragon six eighty four on hardcore, I believe. Jeez, you shot right by six six six. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I tweeted out when I hit six six six, and said, "Oh, I guess I have to uninstall now." But um, and <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I leveled a puke doctor and cleared a greater if. Yes, you did. <laughs> so you had a no, yeah, you, you had a Antonio. you had a blasty blast doing it, didn't you? And Lantonio, <laughs> so what have you been up to? Well, besides just watching you play your witch doctor, because that was so much fun. I enjoyed it the whole time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't have a witch doctor. Well, I don't have a witch doctor that cleared a greater of 36 faster than Brazier did. Anyone that was watching the live stream just got to watch me clean up my dog's pad that she decided to chew out and rip all over the shreds just there. So she's a oh, very nice. good girl, aren't you? Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, it's only been... <laughs> Well, actually, it's, wow, it has been like a week since we recorded last Thursday. Six days. It seems so fast. But I actually started no, doing a little bit of what I was talking week. about. And I haven't played any D3, really. I popped on for a few minutes, but uh, I played uh, Diablo 1. And I got it going. Oh. It took me a little while to get it up and running. Because um, at first, I couldn't get it to run on Windows 10. So I decided to try a game simulator to get it working. And I mm -hmm. was able to do it using Game Ranger, so that was pretty cool. Even can play multiplayer with it um, through there. So it's kind of a pain at first, but yeah. I wonder if I still have my Diablo disc. It might be out um, It might be out there. Where do you get Game Ranger from? Uh, GameRanger.com. Okay. I'm sorry, I don't know anything yeah, about I never, it. Yeah, I never heard of it. I, I found it when I uh, was playing Heroes, trying to get it to work multiplayer for Heroes of Might and Magic, and we used that to uh, do it. It's basically like a little game client that you can run older games on for like in DOS games and stuff like that. So it works pretty easy. Mm -hmm. You basically just up, or download the game, and then you run it through there, and it does the rest for you. So it doesn't take much skill, which is what I like. Because I do not know oh, how cool. to do stuff like that otherwise. <laughs> but yeah, that, I'm with you on that, that one. That's uh, you know that's one of the um, the what, what is it? the challenges of, of the video game industry as you know technology advances. We have these older programs that no longer run on our new operating systems, mm -hmm. and we have to create emulators to emulate those old those old operating systems and this is even more problem for console players uh you know i mean there's tons of emulators and actually there i've seen that there's like a been in this is totally not diablo related but you know to, i guess to a certain extent you know diablo is on playstation and we have d3 on you know on the major consoles right now but um yeah, there, there's been an upsurge in like retro gaming. Mm -hmm. There's a number of people who have mm -hmm. been playing really old stuff, like uh, CKR Tech. He's been collecting old stuff, so that's cool. Yeah, it's fun. A lot of those old games are awesome to play. Since I got it working, I was doing that. Uh, besides Diablo, just throw it in here quick. I'll talk more about it on other games. But I started playing Sanitarium again too. I remember how much fun that is. Get down! <laughs> but <laughs> get down! <laughs> now she's trying to drink soda. But. Uh, yeah, anyway, back to Diablo. So I got it going once I did get it going, and I wasn't seeing pixels and having my guy... First, he would walk super, super fast, so it was like I was flying mm -hmm. across the screens, which was kind of cool, but uh, somehow I'd keep dying because I could get to everybody, but the time I caught up with fighting in the leg, it would kill me. 
excuse right. me, sort of burp. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I started a, at first. I was going to do a sorcerer, and that didn't work out too well. I don't know why. It just wasn't running. The game wasn't running correctly. That's when I was having the most issues, and with mana and the way you level on that game. And since I hadn't played it in a long time, I thought, yeah, I'm going to just do a warrior, because I don't. I mean. I'm not really into bows, so doing the rogue wasn't for me, and I don't have Hellfire installed, so I couldn't play the monk. But and I didn't want to mess with Hellfire really; it kind of messes up the game. But let's see. I started the game off, and I realized right off the bat that I wasn't getting the butcher quest. I, I kept getting the um, sick, like the uh, the well is yellow, and it's like the the water supply for the town is bad so you have to do that quest. You usually either get that one or the butcher and if you're lucky I think you can get both but I've, I haven't gotten it like that at least not this time going but I restarted the game probably 30 times and I finally got the butcher quest I was like finally you know <laughs> <laughs> so it just wasn't wanting to <laughs> give me that so anyway um, start off the warrior then pretty cool definitely hard to play that game when you're used to Diablo 3 and not having any space you know to move stuff mm -hmm. around you know having barely any if to no goal to start with and uh, um, just having cruddy cruddy item drops and everything that you have to figure out right from the bat it was a pain but I started going did a couple restarts just so I could kill you know the first couple levels and get some levels and actually fully restarted a couple times because I could tell right off the bat I wasn't playing right like uh, I must be used to Diablo 3 and hardcore and stuff because I'm like putting everything into vitality and I already can't kill anything by like level 3 you know into the, into the tower <laughs> so uh, then I'm thinking okay I'm a warrior I'm gonna blast it all in strength and I'm, what I'm thinking I'm like okay I gotta remember how to play Diablo 1 dexterity is good in Diablo 1 especially if you're a warrior you know pretty much good if you're anything except a mage which you still need a little bit, but not nearly as much. But, because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it goes a lot by attack rating in that game. Otherwise, you'll be sitting there swinging, and it's like, shh, 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 shh. No hits, though. You know? <laughs> so, yep. it kind of looks weird. But <laughs> after I, I did it right, I decided I'm going to, let's see, the first, like, six levels, I just dropped everything into dexterity, and wow, that made a world of difference. Um, by the time I got the butcher, I was actually able to kill him quite quickly without any problems. So I got that, not too bad. Um, but then by the time I got the butcher, I was just clearing the levels. I wasn't getting any good drops or anything really that well. So I decided to do another reroll, and I got the butcher again. So I was like, oh wow, I can't get it 30 times in a row, and then I get it. So that was cool because then you can get you know the items. But then I also restarted again so I could get the uh, tormented well. That way you can get the you know the items or the possible items that you can get for when you're doing that quest. I believe that one gives you a ring. And the butcher gives you the butcher's sickle, or the butcher's cleaver, I think it is. So you got a couple, you know, nice weapons and uh, a piece of jewelry there for doing that quest. Because basically, if anyone doesn't know, in Diablo 1, you, you don't, everything you kill is dead. Dead forever, okay? You don't just go restart a game and then come back, go up, or load your game, go back up a level and find guys respawn. No, they're all dead. What you have to do is you have to save the game or and then completely start it over all from anew and you get all your gear and everything's on your guy except all the monsters are back you, you have no levels open or anything like that um, you just start from the beginning like you're coming in as a stronger warrior which 
depending on how lucky you get with drops, I mean, pretty much everybody has to do it, especially when you get down to the lower levels, like into the um, level 10, the cave area, and then getting into hell and so on. And I can't remember all the levels because I haven't got there that far, and it's been a really long time since I played. But it yeah. it is awesome. I mean, I would recommend just sucking it up and trying to restart before you even get into the catacombs, which is the first, the next change. So basically, every five levels, you get a change. So the first five levels will be underneath the church, and then the next five levels will be in the catacombs, and the next five levels are in the caves, and so on and so forth. And then also, once you get to every level, there's like an easier way to get to that section opens up on the map from town. Um, so you don't have to go back as far if you forget your town portals. You wouldn't have to go mm-hmm. all the way back to the beginning. So like a, a I think for the catacombs, a um, a tomb opens, and then for the caves, like the ground open. No, that's hell. Um, oh, a big rock opens out by uh, Wart, if anybody knows the map mm-hmm. in Diablo. So that's pretty cool. Like I said, I mm-hmm. only got to the tomb so far and restarted, but it's having a lot of fun already, though. I mean, it, I'm going to... My plan was to kind of either record it all on Twitch or just do like an audio talk about it for like a throwback section in the show. But what I decided to do is to just play a little bit, kind of get it going, have a little bit of gear decency going on, and then I'm going to start it over um, once I kind of got the hang of things again so I'm not sounding like a total noob when I play and not knowing what I'm doing. And then just starting from the beginning there where I can just keep going through and then not have to restart because no one's going to want to see it restart and restart and start. And then if I do have to restart, I'll just get back to where I was before I continue talking about it or just tell everyone on the show where I'm at. Like, uh, for instance, right now, I said I'm at the catacombs. If I was continuing on, I'd be there. Um, I got a decent, at least a blue, like in every every section and stuff like that. Um, it's going pretty good. I mean, I can pretty much one one or two shot every car- every guy. Uh, not really having any problems with life or anything like that. I don't really get hurt or anything to where I'm at anyway. So another thing I realized is I forgot. I, I thought for sure there was a way you could hold on to items better without having to lose them. But I couldn't remember. And finally, I remembered that your stash is basically, unless you play multiplayer, you don't want to throw your stuff all over the ground and other people pick it up unless you trust them. But your stash is the ground in that game. Because uh, if you go into town and you throw stuff on the ground, it's always there. It never goes away. So all you have to do is, like, when you collect a bunch of books and stuff that you can't quite read because you don't have the correct magic uh, power or whatever, you go in and you you know set them anywhere you want i what i'll do is i'll go because our good friend adria if anyone doesn't know is in diablo one and she you mm-hmm. know she's the um seller or the what do you call it the merchant for the you know magic stuff staves books potions stuff mm-hmm. like that i'll go over to her and throw down all my staves if i save anything like that which usually you don't um if you're a warrior unless you want to use like a free sp- spell because some of them have charges and you can use those spells they look mm-hmm. really good for a while for if you want to shoot at a distance um, which really helps because in Diablo 1 you can actually what's called door trap characters uh, as long as you see so you open up a, a door and there's 500 guys in there you don't want to go inside there because they're going to kill you what you can do is only one can get through the door at a time unless they can knock you back and you can just keep killing one at a time at a door and then that one goes dead mm-hmm. and then you move on to the next one and so forth so that's one of the better strategies to go at but anyway, like I was saying, you, you have the entire town map to store your stuff. Now, the only thing you have to remember is if you do decide to start a new game, you have to pick up everything that you want to keep. Because if you start a new game, all your stuff will not be on the town floor anymore. Um, mm-hmm. If you save it and come back to the same game, yes, it'll all still be there. But if you save it and restart game, 
with your character, then you're you're done for. You're not going to get any of that stuff back anymore. So just make sure that when you're starting over, you are able to you know carry anything and everything that you could possibly need to do that. Same with you know because you don't have a gold anywhere to stash your gold, and gold actually does take up space in Diablo because I think every 5,000 it is maybe um, gold pieces you have. Uh, it's another square, so you want to be able to throw that on the ground and use that. And stuff gets really expensive. Like right off the bat, there's 2,500 gold pieces needed for something. And you know, and a lot of a lot of your upgrades actually do come from merchants in this game. Uh, you can find, I believe, you can find everything. But a lot of like, if you want to get started right off the bat, you'll need to buy stuff from the merchants. Um, you're never gonna find everything you need unless you're lucky, I guess. I, I shouldn't say it's impossible. But you most likely aren't going to be able to get through the game without spending money at the, the blacksmith, the merchants, to, you know, what's his name again, Griswold. You know, all these guys, it's so cool to play because, you know, for seeing in Diablo 2, Diablo 3, and the ones I've been playing and I haven't played this forever, all the old characters and learning a lot about the lore and everything again. Because I'm 100% letting everybody talk, not skipping cutscenes and not only cutscenes, but talking scenes and everything like that. So it's really fun seeing little guys uh, racking issues in it, you know, right off the bat. And he's got this sign um, from the guy that owns the tavern and uh, Tristram. And I think the sign is all powerful and awesome. But it does nothing, of course. So, um, just as an example. But, just like a chat gem. Yeah, pretty much in Diablo 2, the chat yeah. gem. The wonderful, what's it do? Everybody still to this day asks on chat in there what that does. And it's nothing. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, the re. So that's where I'm at so far. I think uh, I'm going to do a restart and start uh, recording it now so everyone can watch. And um, if you do have Diablo 1 and you are interested in maybe copping in sometimes and we can figure it out, uh, I do believe that we can multiplay you on uh, with Game Ranger. So you can hop into my game because use their server instead of uh, using the like, Diablo servers because I'm pretty sure they're all down now. So. Or at those battle nets because those are on the. Like the old original Battle.net, and you know all, everything now is on the new Battle.net, so or whatever it was called. It might even been called something different. I don't know if you can remember that or not. Either one of you might have been called. Now it's it's maybe it for some reason I thought that was called something different, not like Battle Arena or something. No, whatever. Anyway, yeah. So that's what yeah. I've been doing in Diablo One. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, it'd be actually pretty cool to have somebody else in there playing together, but. When I move on, the more I move on, the more story I get. It's helping me remember a lot of stuff that I'd like to do, and it's so much fun. I mean, I got my uh, fiance has been watching me play the whole thing because she wants to see the story. Because you know, seeing me play Diablo three for so much, she knows all the stuff, and it's really cool to her to be like, "Oh, hey, I remember him from Diablo three, and he's evil, and he's dead now, and or Diablo two, you know." And it's pretty neat. So that's mostly what I've been doing with my, my game time. It really sounds like I actually did quite a bit, but that's really only about an hour or two worth of gameplay. Um, as I said, I hopped on Diablo 3, did a little bit of checking around, and, you know, mostly because I didn't have a lot of time. I, I spent it doing Diablo mm -hmm. 1 because of that, uh, trying to figure that out, but it still makes me want to play Diablo 3. Every time I go online uh, and watch my uh, YouTube subs, it reminds me of Diablo 3. It's like, oh, I want to play that, or I talk with you guys on here, I want to go back and play it, but then a week goes by like that, and you just don't know what's going on. So, and then it's like, wow, I can't believe I haven't played. I feel like, ugh. I should play, I should play. But at least I played Diablo 1 this time. And I'm going to go right from Diablo 1, and get as much story as I can, right in Diablo 2. And like I said, I'm playing mostly solo unless someone wants to try to jump in and have some fun. Um, but like I said, I'm going to do it all the way through and tell all about the story and my accomplishments, what I found when I got there. I'm going to start writing down the items because there's some wacky named things 
in, in Diablo 1 and some really cool cool art art for the items and how they make you look because mm -hmm. it really really makes you look by what it what you're putting on makes you look a lot different and uh, a lot of the items are just really really well thought up and really cool and they, they make you extremely powerful so yeah anyway what's up with you guys <laughs> Frasia <laughs> just a little bit I there I don't think huh? you can uh, put it off anymore wait yeah Okay, yeah, no, I'm really trying to put it off. Well, you know what? Actually, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to put it off because I uh, have a lot of people in chat I wanted to say hi to. So there's uh, Bromfondle, Dread, JC Monkey, Kip Duran, uh, Living Time, Mezcal, Moose, Replay, Gullbash, totally, Wrongway, totally Ray, stalling. and Mach 1. So how you doing, guys? Good to see you tonight. Thanks for joining us. Uh, okay, I'm going to get back to my little story. So I guess episode 100 really is kind of like you know my midlife, where things were so awesome, and then, uh, yeah, it's all downhill from there. So by 200, <laughs> you'll be in the grave? Oh, pretty much, probably, if, <laughs> if I don't get myself there first uh, earlier. Holy cow, no, seriously. So it was like, okay, great. Um, we were doing awesome. You said, uh, you know, like we had to show 100, and I said, okay, next morning and go for a run um, in a, a 5K race with my son. So yeah, I was like, how, oh, that was good. That was good? Yeah, yeah, it went di well. Didn't die? No, no, I didn't die there. Uh, he actually, he beat me by like a minute and a half. I'm like, damn. <laughs> so I'm like, that's okay. Not bad for considering he's been running all, you know, cross-country season, and I haven't really, I just started picking it up again, and. Things like that, and I'm also like three times his age, so you know he should beat me. But you know, um, I was like, okay, so, you know, I'm still putting off the story right now, okay? Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I so then I said I was going to play uh, a little bit Saturday, so I kept rushing a little bit more in Torment Seven, gathering some Greater Rift keys. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start go leveling through. Got all three of my gems that I was using up to level 25. I was I had my gem of ease up to about a level, I want to say, 11. Mm -hmm. um, and then I said, okay, you know, um, I can push it a little bit more right now because uh, I really wasn't facing any problems whatsoever. So um, I decided I logged in Sunday night about half an hour before before Walking Dead. And I was like, okay, you know, I can do a couple quick runs. So I was like, oh, I'm you know, doing fine in T Torment 7. Let's do Torment 8. I want to get a couple more Rifki. And so I'm running through. Then I get to the second level, and it's in the tunnels, like the sewers. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm okay here. Not a problem. Killing everything, just running through it. And then all of a sudden, I get caught by four waves, like two, uh, three champion packs on three different sides of me. And I oh, no. couldn't turn around to go back because I had left stragglers, and they were all coming at me that way. So I got pinned right in the middle. I could have just run through because I was already on cooldown. And I basically, they just all blew up right in front of me and then blew me up too. I was like, really? Oh. <sighs> so, rest um, in yep. pancakes omelet. Yeah, rest in pancakes omelet. So I lost my omelet. I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm going to make another one right away. So just about 10 minutes before Walking Dead started, I was like, okay, I'm going to make a new one. So I made pumpkins. So when this one dies, it can be rest in pumpkins. <laughs> you see how positive I am about this right now? Yep, so super positive. Yeah, it's, hey, get a smile, be positive. I know I'm going to die again this season. Uh, thank you, Replay. And <laughs> so now uh, I was like, you know what? 
I rushed through, got myself to 70, just hit 70 earlier today. So it was cool. Congrats. You know, I thank you. Um, no problem. Like, I, I didn't get my gem of ease all the way to 25, so I couldn't put it into a weapon to make it level 1. So I had to wait until level 30 before I had um, a weapon. It was like an ancient... Mm. Uh, I totally forgot what it was. But uh, an ancient weapon that the... Reduce the, the starting, yeah, the lower level requirement down to 31. So I was like, cool. Uh, it actually kind of went pretty quickly because I was able to do uh, master without any problem, just with some gear that I had left over for leveling. So mm -hmm. I got up there uh, rather quick, and then from 31 to 70 was really fast because I was able to use at least a level 11 gem of ease. So all, all my kills were going quick, and I was doing most of the time at torment one. So I was like, you know, I mean, all solo. I, mean, I had a couple of people that were nice enough, like Scanline, saying, hey, you know, I'll run for it, run you if you want. And I'm like, no, I wanted to try a few things because I was trying a couple different skills that I haven't used in a while. Mm -hmm. So now I'm at level uh, 70, and I have my uh, six-piece Dunumasa going. Um, just trying it out. Uh, I had a couple of ancient pieces that I'd collected out of it, so that it helps out a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm now ridiculously um, set up at like 29 million... Uh, defense. Oh wow! That's so, yeah. That's, I'm like, oh, okay. Hey, I'll keep that's doing that. That's pretty good. That's pretty. Yeah, good. yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty good with that. Damage is a little over four hundred thousand, and uh, I've got like bonus to physical damage. So with the Zuni Masa, it kind of works out. I also have the gem. I actually had the the pet gem set already up at level twenty five, and but I just never used it with the Hell Tooth set. So I was like, okay, I'll pop that in. So my you know, everything's doing so much more damage and taking so much less damage. Um, right now I'm running with Splinters for Poison Dart, Haunt, because um, I just want to have something hitting um, different mobs because whatever I hit with my mob, the, uh, I'm sorry, with a second um, resource spending spell, my pets will do 275% more damage to it because of Zunimasa. So I'm like, okay, cool. Might as well at least hit everything. And then of course, keeping the jaunt, I have to have Ferret Walk. Um, right now, I'm trying out Big Bad Voodoo Slam Dance. I'm okay with that. It's just like it's good situational. Mm -hmm. uh, then I've got you know my Legion of Daggers because it's the physical with the fetish army. Right. So that's been working pretty well. But it's um, you know so that's been working okay with that. I may switch to something different, but I haven't quite decided that yet. And I have um, Restless Giant for my Gargantuan. And then I'm using Grave Injustice because I'm trying to uh, reduce the cooldown of my Big Bad Voodoo so that way I can use it more often. And it's actually pretty good because usually I'm getting it up with all the mobs that are dying around me. I can get that rolling at like 15-20 seconds at the most. And then um, Confidence Ritual for that 25% damage, uh, Zombie Handler, and um, Fetish Sick Event. So I got like a good army going on. So that's army not Psychopants. Yeah, exactly. Army of Psychopants. So, uh, and then what else am I using here? Like my, oh, there we go. I'm using Wormwood because that also kind of helps out because everything's getting hit with Locust Swarm automatically. And then St. Archie's Gauge just to give me an additional 150% protection when I first get attacked by any elite mob. So I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going with as much protection as possible. And then, of course, the Ring of Royal Grandeur just to help out offset things. And then I've been running with Homunculus in my offhand, so that way I can just get extra pets with my zombie dog that automatically pop up every two seconds. So 
I'm going with a much more physical build. I'm finding things just are melting as I'm like running through. Um, I also have another focus and restraint, so that I was able to kind of put that into my repertoire, and uh, it just like would get things rolling, and everything just melt. Uh, the only thing I didn't like fighting against was Hamlin. <laughs> I don't think anybody likes fighting Hamlin. Yeah, yeah, he, he's pretty horrible. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with JC. You know, Locust Worm is kind of poo-poo, but I really, like, I have not found a furnace. I have not found, like, I have not found the mask, um, Jerem's mask, or whatever. That might be the wrong one. Um, but, yeah, uh, I haven't found that, um, because it's like, I've, and there's, like, certain pieces I absolutely need, but I cannot seem to get anything going. Like, like, I, I'm, I'm most of the way there with my sets. Like, with the health juice, I had most of it, and I think that if I had, like, one more stronger either neck, like, my health, uh, not my health juice, um, oh, the Hellfire amulet was better. I would do a lot better with it, but it, it just doesn't. So, it's like this now. I'm just, I'm missing, like, a good weapon, and I'm just kind of using whatever I had for an offhand. I'm sorry, for a weapon. It's, just, it's giving me, like, 100% um, damage right away, or percent, 100 percent not damage, but critical chance. Okay, and critical so I'm damage. like, yeah, for the, and I'm like, but it's not the best weapon I could use. I definitely could use better. Yeah. Um, oh, really? <laughs> so JC just said that I could roll two-handed maces with a cube and it'll get furnace easy. I've rolled a bunch and I've not had any luck. I'm like, I'm having, I'm picking up. I could probably put together another five sets of Jade Harvester with all the ones I've been picking up, but I'm like, it's not. That's not what I want to roll. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah keep keep going with the two-handed maces and hopefully I'll get a furnace this time. So just just start leveling alts and you'll get one at a low level. I got mine like level 26. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> right, right. That's that's what I gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, that's pretty much my my week in a nutshell. It's just kind of like you know not my best Diablo playing week. But then I I had the one thing that just said to me, you know what? Obviously I suck at playing. Because Nevik just decided to level up a witch doctor on a whim what because of the last about? show and Greater ripped me in like his first run and it's like screw you. Whatever. <laughs> I'm done. Forget it. <laughs> He's done. Not even worth the time. Now now it's time for you to roll a monk and outdo me, you know, on a whim. <laughs> Greater of sixty sure, one, you can do it. Oh of course. <laughs> I'll I'll get on that tomorrow, no problem. Yep. Oh, yeah, I don't know, um, but I don't. I really don't know what you're talking about, because I clearly did not do that. You clearly don't have one of those, right? No, I do not. So, well, let's talk about our sponsor, because, you know, who, who likes listening to audiobooks while they're playing, or, you know, running, Me. or doing anything else? You can go to bit.ly slash soulbooks. 2015 and get a free audiobook from over 180,000 titles that they have. When you go to Audible using our link, you will get a 30-day free trial as well as digital or access to the digital versions of the New York Times and Wall Street Journal as well as all of their member offers that they that they run. And if you do continue your membership past that first 30 days, you will receive a credit every month to use on again over their 100 wow. I don't know why I completely, you know, almost stroked out there. Um, <laughs> over on on any of their titles, which there are over 180,000. That's what I was trying to say. Holy crap. 
All right. Let's talk about our tweeters. So, Antonio, why don't you start us off? All right. Sounds good. Get down to them. So, our first tweet comes from at wing the quick enjoyed the chat in oh in team speak this morning while playing uh, hashtag diablo 3 at shared stone played some softcore barb and hardcore monk yeah hardcore yep. monk for life let's see at gorgonzer at says at shared stone that was awesome interactive is a lot of fun. interactive is a lot of fun great great to put faces with the voices toast to 100 more you know, and I, the phone is ringing. I, I have <laughs> often been told that I do not look anything like I sound. Mm. As I'm pretty sure you have mentioned numerous times, Antonio. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, I, I will take over since you are distracted. So Kagurai Le Bleu tweeted at us and he says, At Shatterstone, it's been quite a while since y'all did a community sort of thing. Just sad I couldn't be there because of work. Oh, now I gotta fix. You know what? I'm just gonna leave it for right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry. Does that mess with you going off for a second? Yes, it did. Oh, I'm sorry. I had a phone call. That's why I was trying to hide it for a second. But <laughs> I can just leave it on if it don't bug nobody. <laughs> yeah. You know, all okay, you have to do is here. mute yourself. There we go. Yeah, I just making sure it was okay. Sorry there about that. Go. So, um, yes. You know what? Maybe we should do a post mortem on. On patch 2.3. Yeah, okay. maybe, maybe we will. Maybe we will, Kagurai. Kagurai. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. So stay tuned. I just have to figure out when we'll fit that in. Because we're doing weekly shows now. That's probably why I haven't thought about doing one. Because uh, normally we'd do that kind of, you know, roundtable thing in between shows. So, oh, we can do that in lieu of a show. Maybe. Maybe we could do that. I, I don't know. I, I kind of like sticking to our weekly format, but we'll see. So Josuke's Haya said, uh, Josuke. Random thought. How cool would it be to have characters from other Blizz games as Rift Guardians at Shattered Stone at Diablo? Hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> that would be interesting, but then wouldn't it be more like um, heroes? Y yeah. Like computer-controlled I mean... heroes. <laughs> I don't know. I I think, I think the Diablo community as a whole probably wouldn't mind. They'd be like, "Oh, cool," but you know, they, they would have to Diablify some of their other heroes because otherwise they'd be grossly out of place. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I can I can imagine having like a Varian Ren that looks just you know mm -hmm. just like the cartoonish Varian Ren or you know no. Chen Storm Stout. You know, get get our oh, pandas going in in Diablo. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure this could, that would go really well with most of the Diablo community. Mm -hmm. Love Lee, to have pandas in that Lee game. Going. She could be the Rift Guardian if you happen upon, you know, the the Rainbow Rift. <laughs> okay, you got us there. That one would work. <laughs> that that might actually work. But um, may, maybe not from other Blizzard franchises, but definitely from, you know, Diablo. You know, they, they could totally bring back, uh, you know, not gone, Worth but like. um, Duriel... And Dariel, and you know Mephisto. Everybody wants yeah. Mephisto to come back. Bale, right? <laughs> they definitely should. <laughs> Mephisto for sure. Bale, yeah, man. definitely on that one. <laughs> yeah, they they could definitely bring those, but uh, I don't know. 
Well, let's move on to EY Edgar 0111 and he says, At Shattered Stone, at the Westmarch Workshop, Error 3007! That, that, that's my <laughs> dramatic interpretation. And holy crap, Error 37 it? got bigger. Was it last night? Yesterday. Yes, it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And actually the night before that, too. Um, like, it was around prime time, my time. So, well, maybe not prime time, but, you know, evening, 5 o'clock. And I logged in, and I was like, wait, what is going on here? Because, one launching the game from the launcher, I still had to enter my password. I was like, something's up. <laughs> something's definitely up. Oh. And so then I, I'd get logged in and you know, normally after maybe 10 seconds, you know, your friends list pops up as being logged into Battle.net. And then, you know, if you have any friends that are in Diablo, normally that shows up as well. And, um, and, and or you see the message of the day uh, from the clan. And none of that was popping up, so I was like, okay, that's odd. Shift, shift O. Oh, hey, look at that. No clan, no communities. <laughs> I'm like, okay, something's definitely going on right now. And then, um, so I exited out of Diablo and then re-logged in using the launcher. Still had to enter my password. And I was like, okay, something's definitely up. And um, then eventually it came up and I was like, okay, sweet. And I think I hopped into a game. And then, fortunately, I didn't decide to go do, jump into a rift or anything. And I got an error 3007. I was like, okay, cool. That's wonderful. Log back in. Huh. What error no. is that again? And uh, it's the, your connection to Battle.net has timed out. Okay. Uh, actually, this, this one didn't log me out completely. It took me back to the character select screen. And I was like, okay, that's odd. And then I'd get uh, your request is timed out error messages. I was like, what is going on? And then eventually I got in like an error 63 and it was just, oh God, it was just, I'm like, nope, not doing this. Let's go play some heroes for a little bit. So. Yeah, no, I, um, I remember you were telling me like, don't play hardcore tonight. Cause it's been like this. I'm like, I never didn't have any trouble logging in. It mm-hmm. didn't have, didn't ask me for any of my passwords or anything. Just like what it normally does. And I, I seem to have not, did not have any problems. So I don't know if it was your side or what was going on, but. I don't know, but um, then Cyber Wolf he messaged me. He was like, "Hey, have you gotten any more errors?" And I was like, "I was like, uh, I, I think I was about to respond to him, and I got an error three thousand seven that kicks me out to the login screen, and then I logged back in. And I was like, uh, nope. <laughs> or I mean, at, at first actually, I think I said no, I haven't gotten any. Then I got then I got the error, kicked out to the login screen, logged back in, and then I was like, uh, I just got one." And he was like, yeah, I just got one, too. I was like, all right, that's, yep, definitely not doing hardcore. But uh, it was kind of funny. Leviathan, like, responding. He was like, no, everything's fine over here. And I think he was, like, doing Greater Rift 62 and stuff with the group. And then later, uh, I think on Twitter, he even said, yeah, there's definitely something going on. (laughs) Lots of disconnects. So, yeah. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. But speaking of Cyberwolf, he sends us a tweet, and he says, At Shattered Stone, here's a big R.I.P. to my buddies who all ripped on Sunday. And he tagged Ian35 underscore Ian, Shano underscore Hulk. That is not our Shano. That's a Hulk. Hulk. Yep. Uh, At Walkman8, who's otherwise known as Reclaw. And at the underscore Brasia. At least I was in good company. 
<laughs> mm -hmm. you, all all DCs pretty much, together. or what? No, Brazier died yeah. on his own accord. No. But yeah. I think everybody died pretty much of their own. Yeah. Okay. Unless I was, didn't hear it right, but yeah. That's that's good to hear, but that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's better definitely than better than DC death. Yeah. So then Scanline responded and he said, "Holy hell, rip everyone." And Brazia <laughs> said, "In honor of October, I am now playing my WD, his Walking Dead pumpkins." That's right. Yep. Yeah. Quick side note, I. T what was it? Maybe Tuesday when I when I realized which Doctor Walking Dead, same letters, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, no. Yep. Wow. He decided he loved the witch doctor and played one, and now he's level seventy. She, <laughs> she, yeah. okay. named Carol. Carol. Carol, <laughs> she, nice. She's a cool person. She's she is super perky. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. She made wonderful cookies. <laughs> I'll bake you more cookies, but you can't tell your mother or anything. Otherwise, I'll cut I'll you. Tie her up to a tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Lantonio, why don't you take back over? Alright. At EG underscore Ace Fisher 1 says, At Shattered Stone, at Nevik James, Did greater of 30 tonight on my Crusader, and it was a breeze. Highest progression in At Diablo to date. Loving Season 4. Good job, Ace Fisher. Sweet. Next one comes from Ad Karova. He says, At Shattered Stone, finally episode 100 shows up on my iTunes feed. Have to listen to it tonight. Yeah. And then he replies, How stupid can I be? Of course, at Queen of Haiku was doing Back to Basics on At All Things Azeroth. I loved her segments already then. Yeah, I did want to mention... Um, Very true. The show possibly could have gotten up Saturday had I had um, both Sean and I gotten our stuff done before Medros Papa Kangaroo went off to his in-laws for, you know, Canadian giving because, you know, they celebrate that thing that we celebrate in November. So, haha. <laughs> yeah. Canadian giving. Yeah, Canadian Canadian giving. <laughs> Canadian giving. Canadian giving. Okay. He also responds with here is where I am spending my vacation. Can you guess? And let's see, scroll down and we have It's I no idea. It that <laughs> looks, looks like Tokyo. Japan. Yeah, I think it might be Tokyo. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Tokyo Tower there off in the distance? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it is Tokyo, though. Yeah, it... I mean, that's definitely... It's definitely Asia. <laughs> well, I mean, that's Katakana that's uh, that's on that big billboard. So, I mean, uh, it's, de it's definitely... No, it's not, not China. China uses, <laughs> China uses, you know, Chinese symbols. Korea? No, it's I don't know what their Korea. symbols look like. I don't know any of the symbols look like. They all look the same to me. I don't know. I would say it's definitely Japan. So, oh, Doctor Who. Uh, yeah. It Probably. may not be Tokyo, but it's definitely somewhere in Japan. And I'm so jelly right now. I mm -hmm. I, I want to go to Japan so bad. Me too. It's one of my trips. Got to take at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Just like going up to Alaska, seeing the Northern Lights. So that's yeah. on, that's on my bucket list. Well, if we're totally wrong on this, Karova, you'll have to correct us. I'm sure he will. We're guessing, and I'm sure we're wrong yeah the way my week's going you could be like right next door in seattle <laughs> <laughs> and i'll be like oh yeah that's tokyo no it's not not even close 
it's down it's downtown Boston, right? Oh, it totally looks like downtown Boston. <laughs> None of the streets match. You know, they're, they cross over each other into one-way streets. Yeah, looks yep. just like Boston. Yeah. <laughs> so he also said, anyway, he also said, glad that Atlantonio also made it good you were all together for episode 100. Yes, I did make it late, yep. but better late than never. I, he also says, I just realized you're, you are further with your episodes than I am with my seasonal Paragon level. Oh, don't feel bad. I'm not much farther. <laughs> Grove, I'm pretty far behind everybody, too. So, don't feel bad. We can be noobs together. <laughs> At Cyberwolf. Well, <laughs> yeah, this way, ahead. it's only taken him a few months to get there. It took us, what, yeah. three years to get here. So, exactly. he's doing well. <laughs> At Cyberwolf says, I just completed the superhuman conquest. I may be late to the party, but I have arrived. Yeah. Good job, Cyberwolf. Indeed. And uh, for our listeners who don't know what that conquest is, that is completing Greater Rift 40 uh, on the hardcore side without any class set gear. Cool. Okay. Yep. You you can use uh, other sets, like you can use Focus and Restraint, and you can use like Mm -hmm. Shenlongs, and you can use, uh, you know, Bolkathos. No set specific. But anything that is a class... Class specific. Yeah, class specific you can't wear. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Uh, at Scanline75 says, at Cyberwolf, at Nevik James, at the bridge, uh, or the underscore Brazier, at Shattered Stone. Oh, man, I cannot wait for the next podcast. Aww, he responds excited. to that and discuss... Hmm. Let's see where he's at on the leaderboards, it looks like. It's hard for me to read that. I don't know if you guys can see that. My eyes you are can read it. It says, bite me. <laughs> <laughs> it says, bite me? Okay. It says, no, uh, seriously, it's a screenshot tier, of what our plan. 36. Yeah. yeah, it's actually my yeah. of my friends list. So Okay, it looks like it's level and six. And it shows Nevik beating me with Witch Doctor on oh, okay. tier 36. <laughs> As I said, okay. it says, bite me. Yeah. Well, he definitely <laughs> likes to play Witch six. Doctor enough to get to be able to beat you. I know. He must best. love hey, the Witch Doctor now. He must be playing more than you now, even. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's done more Witch Doctor this week than I have. Yep. Nevik, no better you class, are a convert. Right? <laughs> we and, finally got um. And everybody, everybody, don't get your hopes up. It's not... It, no. Don't get your hopes <laughs> up. Adkarova says, at Shatterstone, hey, only 12 minutes uh, of other crap. Great episode 100. <laughs> Wow. He responds, still angry at myself hearing at Queen of Aiku during the rest of episode 100. How could I have missed that? It's the same Jen. Kurova, don't, <laughs> don't feel bad. You really shouldn't feel bad. Jen, Jen forgot that she did Back to Basics as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was so long ago that she did those. I mean, it was um, like back in, uh, oh my goodness, who was the host before Shade? Um, Brasia, do you remember? I can't remember. Uh, no, I think I came in on the Shade time. Um, yeah, I started listening before Shade came on, but, um, it was her, it was his second host, like, maybe third host, I don't, he's gone through so many hosts, and, uh, yeah, hey. but not, 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 not meaning that he chews them out and spits them, <laughs> spits them out, or you mean chews he's them like up and spits them out, I can get my metaphors I'm correct, I'm but, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, the so. next one comes from AG underscore Ace Fisher One. He says, "At Sharestone, need another co-host?" Question. I have been itching to talk to Yellow for more than just my segment on my show. 
You know, I think he's maybe he, have you in for a little bit, unless he's you, you going at somebody here, Fisher? Huh? I, yeah, you I, I, I trouble? think he, I think he might be gunning looking, for that. Let me tell you something. You, you don't need no co-host. We're looking for musketeers first, man. You got to be a musketeer. You got to show. You got to put in your time, buddy. Okay. All right. You want to push me around? All right. Well, come on. Let's push me around. You know what I'm saying? Come on. I'm crazy. <laughs> Well, you know, hey, obviously all he has to do is beat Raider Rift 36 <laughs> with a witch doctor. He oh can take my over my spot. Bridget. Come on, huh? <laughs> you, I mean, okay, you, you have to... You can be my late fill-in if you, you'd like you have to. Take, you have to take a couple things into consideration. One, I was using high-level ranked gems that I, I had leveled up with my monk and barb. Oh, so you were cheating, jerk. I wasn't... No. <laughs> and also, I have a huge... I, I have a lot more. I have a huge Paragon level. Please, wait, 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 wait. Before you go further, <laughs> you must complete this entire conversation. Don't just leave it at, I've got a huge. <laughs> I have a huge ego. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Show title, I have a huge dot, dot, dot show for you guys. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going <laughs> to write that down. I'm going to write that down. I have a huge dot, dot, dot. That, that might be fun. I don't know. I might have to run that by Papa Kangaroo first. But, uh, oh, that's fine. Not, not, not only that, but I also had, you know, um, I had a lot of resources available. You know, I had a number of uh, Happy Meals plus, you know, high-level gems. A lot of focus and restraints that I, mm -hmm. were, I was able to take the best of and, you know, re-roll for intelligence. And so you shouldn't feel bad. Oh, okay. So you made all your gear actually smart. And uh, and I did it in one day, so. Oh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Goodbye. <sighs> I didn't know that the newest class was the Bragg Romancer. <laughs> Humble, but yeah, Bragg Romancer. <laughs> Bragg. <Nice. laughs> Another show title, Bragg Romancer. I have a huge Bragg Romancer. That, that, oh man, <laughs> that 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 could probably get by the Papa Kangaroo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, Brasia. Every oh, don't be sorry. But everybody was telling me that I had to play one. Okay, I mean it's not my fault. Uh, you were right. I learned from by I learned by from watching <laughs> you. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Learn. You just all you wanted to do was. So play. the student is better than the master now. I understand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, but Ace Fisher, we will, um, one, I don't have co-hosts, I have co-joeys, so. Co-joeys! And two, we will, um, I, I would love to have you on the show. Maybe at least so. have you on the show, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, Jen typically isn't on the show, so we could, you know, mm -hmm. always, you know, you could fill in for her, sort of. I mean, nobody can really fill in for her, but, you know, you could at least. Yes, those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's, we got let's finish one up more. the last of the tweets. Yep, one more. At Karova, he says, At Shattered Stone, I'm on my way home. Looking forward to a weekend with some At Diablo. Oh, good mm -hmm. job, Karova. Mm -hmm. Welcome home, buddy. May, maybe you can surpass us in Paragon levels in terms of... Um, uh, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. I meant you can surpass <laughs> our episode count in Paragon levels. That's what I meant to say. You can do it, Karova. That's right. And you can do a 61 from all the way from Europe. I'm sure you can. Oh. Go, 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 go. Yep. 
Okay, so, uh, from last show, we carried over our question of the show, which was, what underused skill would you create a class set for, and how would it elevate that skill to endgame viability? And we did have, well, we had one response on Twitter, and then we had a follow-up from our friend Eric. So, Bracia, why don't you, yeah, why, why don't you read these? Read these. Ah, oh, sounds good. First of all, I have to say, because of the underlining in the notes, it looked like it said underwear skill. So. Oh, well, that's that's not underlining. It's just it's saying, hey, this isn't proper grammar. I understand. I, understand. I just had to say. Maybe I should just um, do that. There we go. Is that better? Oh, it's still. It's oh, still it's it. still underwear. You know what? Uh, F so you. Our <laughs> Google Docs. Really? You're going to put that up there? Oh, my gosh. So. Yeah, now that we're gonna uh, have see. now that we're so, gonna have video and live, we might have to raise our ratings. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I don't know if we're PG anymore. <laughs> maybe, and now maybe the uh, Twitch chat is caught up with that. I love NC-17, it. NC seventeen, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, the response we got was at Veranek said all classes should have one option to have all pets, familiars, etc. out at one time, even if they have to take a hit to do it. That would be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. Um, and Wait, be, does everybody be, have? I, I was, well, most. I'm just wondering if everybody has a pet, but I think they do. Yeah. Or at least some sort of like guardian or whatever it might be that the comes with it. Sort of does, but not to the extent of any of the other classes. Um, nah, they're familiar, but, but not. neither does the monk. I mean, the monk has its um, spirit ally, but that's about it. Uh, wizard has its familiar. And mm-hmm. you can't really do the mirror images though, because they they don't fall into the pet. And you bet our cosmetic pet doesn't attack or something. That'd be cool. But uh, before we did move on uh, to mm-hmm. the response from Eric, aka Gorilla okay. Law, uh, Voranik wanted to let us know that he was otherwise known as Zakad Utah. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, Zakad Utah. Yep. Or as I keep calling you last week, ZU. <laughs> ZU. Like, I like that. That's a lot easier to say. Or Zoo. Zoo. There yeah, we go. much easier for me. We can make Which it shorter. Which is Utah. We can make it I like shorter. Utah. Yeah. All right. Um, so the email from Eric, uh, or also known as Gorilla Law, I wanted to follow up on your thoughts about creating sets that boost stats as opposed to abilities. I agree it would not be good to have that one set then become what everyone else needs. As Nevik says, this would become plain and boring, but this would not happen if the specialty items were kept and the current set bonuses became new weapons or rings with bonuses. Hmm. To use the Crusader as an example again, if there was a set that increased all spender damage by X amount, then we would have still have weapons that specifically buffed a given spender just like the Season 4 Flail, Shield, and Bracer do now for Blessed Hammer. These things would just be combined with the Crusader's main set for those who wanted to play that style. I'd love to see, for example, a shield that reduced the cooldown of bombardment by 50%, and then bracers that reduced the cooldown of bombardment by 25% when hitting 10 or more enemies. I love bombardment, but it is hardly ever used because of its insane 60 second cooldown. Hmm. Okay. The thought is once you had the central set 
that provided the overall buff, then you could swap out different jewelry and weapons to change the build. As opposed to now, where I have a Condemned Crusader with Akans, um, a Shield Bass with Rollins, and Shield Blessed, I'm sorry, Blessed Hammer, one with Seeker of the Light. Each new season could release new jewelry and weapons with lots of possibilities and to try different things. To really spice things up, you could have a cooldown set and a spender buff set, or a generator buff set, and who knows what combinations with the Ring of Royal Grandeur. So the TLDR, having one superpowered set would not make things too vanilla if Blizz kept the individual skills buffed by weapons and jewelry, etc. The rapid fire witch doctor would work with a special mojo and bracers combined with the witch doctor main set. Sorry, Nebic. It was a good example from show 100. Hmm. Um. I don't know. I, I still kind of like the system that we have now. Um, I mean, it's not the greatest, but especially if you, if they, you know, put out a set that you don't really care for the skill that it's centered around. But, you know, they, they kind of have that set up, you know, um, what is it, Helltooth, you know, buffs a whole bunch of different spells, and you can play that in a couple different ways. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the Sunwoko set for the Monk, you know, that works off a of different couple skills. But, um, again, you know, coming in patch 2.4, we're getting reworked old sets, you know, Fire Firebirds and Shadows Mantle and... What is it? Invokers and a couple of others. They're getting reworked. But they continually also add, you know, supplementary legendaries that also, you know, are kind of like the items that help round out the set. You know, like, for example, mm-hmm. with um, Uliana's Stratagem, you have the Lion's Claw, which doubles your number of, you know, seven-sided strikes. And then, you know, in combination yep. with the old Fist of Astaroth, you know, you have those two. Plus, then you have the Flow of Eternity. You know, they're... I think that although that kind of, you know, puts you, kind of pigeons, pigeonholes you a little bit, I still think that if we were to boil these sets down to, you know, you have your cooldown set or your generator buff set or your spender buff set, then each class has three item, three sets, three sets that they have to collect and, or, or, you know, just one of each. And that would be pretty easy to you know to obtain in a new season whereas every time they add a new set you know it makes it a little bit more difficult to gear out you know every season right so Mm -hmm. i don't know i i still think that you know blizzard their developers they love fantasy ideas so uh, they, they typically don't like to do very generic stuff unless if it's, you know, like focus and restraint, you know, that that's a very generic buff, you know, but it's mm-hmm. it's quickly usurped everything else because it used to be, you know, ring or the ring of royal grandeur and then something else that that was what everybody was wearing. Right. Back in season one yep. in season two until and then was it season three that they buffed focus and restraint? I think that's when they did that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Season so. Three. I don't know. I mean, it's it's an idea, but again, why not just add that to the collection of sets that already do what they do? I mean, obviously that that's what they would end up doing, you know. But uh... well, I like that idea of like 
you know, for example, the Helltooth, where you could use a, a couple of different abilities, mm-hmm. and then with those different abilities, you can kind of change up depending on what you had. Like maybe I had a weapon that really, you know, buffed up my damage for fire bats. Well, then I want to use fire bats more often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like that kind of combination is. I have a set of bra- uh, bracers right now. I'm not using because I just can't find a combination to use it with, which is basically it, it buffs my. Um, uh, what do you call it? My life return based on channeling my fire bats. Mm-hmm. So it's like I would basically become almost indestructible just using it. I'd love to have that combination. I mean, that would work a little better. JC Monkey actually, um, I'm sorry, Mach 1 actually had a um, something in the chat. He was like, he wish you could get, when you got a full set, it would also change your appearance along with the set stats itself. Like some sort of special look. Yeah. You know, that would make more sense rather than just, you know, like, hey, right now you could wear the full set. You look like you're wearing a full set, but it doesn't really change your appearance at all. Mm-hmm. You know, even like, you know, for example, I'm using the Zunamasa. I know the mask gives you kind of that, that um, skull look with the, the mohawk on it, which is kind of cool. But the rest of it, and you know, like maybe it, it makes me look like uh, a skeleton or, you know, something of that sort. Well, or maybe it makes me look that. like. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> But I mean, more of those. But yeah. Yeah, Grim Reaper. Hey, thanks. <laughs> I know the Grim Reaper very well now. <laughs> Appreciate it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and JC Monkey was like, uh, brought up the Rune Wards. <laughs> Putting together those combinations. Yeah. Again. I don't think we'll ever I'd see I'd like to words. do something, but I'm just not sure that's the way to go. Yeah. But. I'd uh, like it, but. I. Like, I. I just. Quick brain fart that I had. Or brain fart no that's head cannon idea whatever whatever the terminology that i've heard before that i can't think of at the moment is uh you know with the new firebirds what if they took your spell hydra and allowed hydra to just move with you of course now this would require art asset changing because they would have to uh i mean a floating hydra would make more sense as a firebird you know, a phoenix following you around and you could spit out, you know, oh, fire sure. fire spells. It'd be pretty cool, right? Yeah. I would like it. But again, you know, that it's a cosmetic thing. That requires art time, which we don't know what's going on over there because they did they ever fill that position for art director for an unannounced Diablo project? I do not know. I have not seen anything on that. I yeah. Well, anyways, let's move on. We uh, Before we do dive into our one email, we did get one. Yay! Uh, I did want to mention that we are running a Patreon campaign where you can help support the show. You can become a patron of the Shattered Soulstone by going to patreon.com slash soulstone and making a monthly pledge. Each and every pledge is greatly appreciated, and we thank all of our patrons. So thank you. Thank you. We love you. So... Thank you very much, everyone. We got an email. Another one from Gorilla Law. <laughs> this one is just... A Gorilla Law show. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I have a huge Gorilla... Gorilla Law. <laughs> I have a... Yeah. Never mind. Huge Gorilla. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think... Hmm. <laughs> so, Lantonio, Lento- why don't you do the do the honors? Let me take <laughs> this one? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Congrats, our email from Gorilla starts with, Congrats on a great episode 100. It was awesome. Thanks for the extra effort in making 100 an event. The small matter of my wedding anniversary kept me from joining the live chat, but I did enjoy recording the recording later. Cool. Oh, congrats on your anniversary. That's awesome. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Hey. Sorry for introducing a little confusion into the show. You were nice enough to read my email, but I neglected to identify myself as Gorilla, so only Eric came through on the email. Yeah. Clarif I, I knew I knew he had sent us an email before. I just couldn't remember what he used as his you know, as his uh, identity. So. To clarify, as Gorilla underscore Law, I tweeted in response to Good Hope of cane luck I had getting two furnaces never correctly objected to the end of my tweet where I also said I used the switch to another set item cube recipe to get a seeker of light piece it was irrelevant to the hope of cane question just don't tell my law school professors <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you were all wondering if I'm still playing with my still <laughs> I'm still wondering if I'm still playing with myself on PS4 yes my wife still refuses to join in that sounds like a personal problem. I've also added two more controllers, so I now have a four-player group going. Never, no standing at the entrance for my group. In Council 4-player... Oh, get, get your tab out of my way. The group is always teleported and rubber-banded together, so you do have to be on your toes. Luckily for me, I made three monks who all have the mystic allies everywhere, so they do not proc NDE too often. Near-death experience... <laughs> I have to say, the experience multiplier is insane. Getting the fourth person to 70 took maybe 20 minutes. An important tip is to teleport out of the rift once in a while to reset the monster level, because the monsters stay at the level from when your character started the zone, and that eventually causes your XP to lag because your level's so fast that monsters are quickly many levels behind you and thus do not give enough XP to level up. Another key is that while you are stuck doing master level rifts at first, you can boost all the way up to T6 once you hit 60. In closing, with a shout-out strong to my puke doctor hating host with the most, <laughs> Nevik, Crusader is just so frustrating this season. I do not want to slutter step to keep up even then we're still 10 greater rifts behind the best. So it's time to push with a monk. Rousey, the female monk, is going to be my focus from here on up. Sorry, Bridget. With two kids, I have too much puke already. <laughs> Thanks again for the great show, guys. Gorilla Law. I hate this game this week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I would cry. I'm trying to think of some combination of Brasia and Eeyore. <laughs> right? But, uh... I, I'm gonna go play another game. If I had crickets, I'd be playing them right now. Oh. <laughs> awesome. They've been discontinued. Oh. <laughs> Crickets discontinued. Oh no. Well, I can't. F I, you know, when I had my old phone, I had the app, and now the app's not there anymore, so I can't find it. I gotta find a new one or something. Set up a soundboard. Uh, I have to figure out how you run your soundboard, Nevik. Maybe I can get one going with that. Uh, you, you don't want to do it the way that I'm doing it. Trust me. <laughs> it's not good. Sounds dangerous. No, Painful. Well, I mean, if you really want to do it, if you really want to do it. You I'd should, love to get a soundboard going for the show. I just gotta know how to set you, it up. You should get an audio mixer. Boom, boom. That way you mm -hmm. can have multiple sound inputs and have yeah. not have to do virtual audio cables. And yeah, because I'm really quick to get like a good sound where needed, so it'd be awesome to have a nice board. Yeah. 
So, as we alluded to in the... Oh, wait. Before before I get to the BlizzCon stuff, um, you can send your emails and or audios to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. Uh, I, you know, we only got one this week, and it came in just today. And that's fine, because, you know, last week was our big, you know, 100th episode extravaganza, and we got a lot of feedback during that show. So, you know, it's kind of a down week, isn't it, Brasia? Why are you coming to me with that one? Really? Why? <laughs> no reason. So, uh, Diallo is going to be at BlizzCon in the closet of the Darkmoon Fair, I guess. Um, I don't think there's actually going to be any demo units set up. Uh, I think as Nevelist has put it, it's kind of like, um, what was it? They, they had a... Um, crap, what was that area called at BlizzCon 2013? Uh, where, you know, you could the developers would occasionally hang out at... Um, like every hour they'd swap out. Well, anyways, they're, they're going to do something very similar. So you can go over to the Darkmoon Fair if you're going to BlizzCon 2013. And uh, mm -hmm. there there will be devs there, and Nivellistus and Grimiku will be there, so you'll be able to meet them and, you know, talk Diablo. Yeah. But, uh, so there's only going to be one panel that, uh, if you got the virtual ticket, that you'll be able to watch. So we have one one-hour panel on Friday from 3.30 to 4.30, and that's a Pacific time, of course. Wow. Um, no Diablo love. And actually, you know what? It's, yeah, Pacific Standard Time, most likely. And it, uh, they have updated the name, it, the title of the panel, and it's now called Blood and Treasure, New Content and Features for Reaper of Souls. So if that's oh, not... something good. If, it, if that's not telling enough... Um, no, there's going to be no expansion announcement. Um, 0% chance. 0% chance. Did anyone expect it? Some people were still, still holding on to a shred of hope. That, uh, you know, maybe maybe there would be... Maybe they're, you know, pulling the wool over our eyes. And, you know, and they're After just... After waiting, what, 10 years to hear a Diablo 3 announcement even? I'm so used to, like, not holding my breath with a blizzard. So it's like, yeah. okay... And Wait longer. I can. I'm patient. <laughs> so you know, on Reddit and a lot of other forums, especially the official forums, people have been you know raising a ruckus over this, saying, "Oh, you know, r rip Diablo three. You know, clearly the game's dead now." It's like, what? What, mm. what are you talking about? It's like we just got patch two point three. It is the greatest patch ever, and uh, um, trolls. But uh, you know. Just because they're only doing one panel on the main stage doesn't mean that that's it. Because they are doing fireside gatherings. They're doing three of them, I believe, one on one on Friday and two on Saturday. And uh, it, this was brought to the brought to my attention actually because I didn't catch it uh, by a forum user called Dangerous B. And he's and he said, you know, if people had bothered to to read, you know, they they would have noticed that there are you know fireside gatherings. Now, of course, this doesn't necessarily... This doesn't mean that, you know, they're going to be announcing anything at these. These are more... You know, it's a fireside gathering. So it's going to... I guess it's going to be story time with Wyatt. But it might be with other devs. You know, something similar. So you can mm -hmm. go check that out. That will be held at the voice actor stage if you're going to BlizzCon. So, you know, don't fret. It's not like... It's not like Diablo's the red-headed stepchild of Blizzard. You know, sometimes we kind of feel like it. But... You have to realize that this game has, has, you know, a huge tail now with patch 2.3. One theory that has been gaining, uh, 
I, I guess uh, Rolling Stone gathers no moss or well anyways I think I messed up that metaphor traction gaining traction yeah so yes there is this theory now that because we are not getting an expansion announcement that you know it's very likely that originally their plan was to give us you know the ruins of Shesheron and Kanai's Cube and some of the other stuff as expansion features but then they decided you know what maybe maybe doing another expansion isn't in our best interest right now and maybe they've retooled um maybe the you know team three uh they the majority of them are now working on art assets for diablo 4 maybe so that would be cool yeah i'm down so i i mean by no means does you think they're better off go skipping the next the next plan expansion and then just going into four well you know plans change you know uh, right that's what i'm saying so maybe i mean it even if you know there's no expansion announcement that doesn't necessarily mean that they are not working on an expansion it's just that now there's a theory that maybe instead of an expansion we're going to get uh you know diablo 4 because I don't think we're going to get Diablo 4 right off the bat. I mean, it well, seems like I Diablo mean, it, 3 it, is getting right to where it needs to be. And I don't know. I, I, I personally expect an expansion before before Diablo 4. No. Uh, even if it takes a while, I do. I, I don't even know. No, no. I, I mean, they're not going to split their um, assets that much. They always keep talking about keeping costs mm-hmm. where it is. It's not like... I mean, other than game box sales... Um, Diablo doesn't bring any extra money in. Yeah. So if they don't like bring they in the expansion, then they should at least give us one more class. I hope before as the last like big content thing would be one more class would be really cool. That's a possibility. I mean, it's not out of the realm. I yeah. mean, it's not impossible or completely impossible that, that there's they might plenty of ways they could monetize Diablo where they would get plenty of money mm-hmm. too. They just choose not to. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's. I mean, that's, there's really right. I mean, really easy ways to monetize this game. Yeah. So wings. Well, think about the story too. Like maybe they've talked about it and they've looked at it and said, okay, you know, we could we could do an expansion and then do a story kind of like Reaper of Souls, where you have a, a one act story that you're adding on. But maybe they're mm-hmm. th- oh, you know what? We have all these other stories we could do. Why don't we just create Diablo Four because we can roll mm-hmm. it all into that Correct. instead? Yeah, I. So I mean, I wouldn't say that the ending that we got in Reaper of Souls, you know, is a great, you know sending off point <laughs> yeah no i agree but i mean that that isn't to say that where they've left the story doesn't mean that they can't pick it back up in diablo 4 do probably another... i see an all new diablo diablo the dark side where you know we we fought for the side of good for so long and you know now that they say you know, at the end of Diablo, they kind of mention, like, where is this Nephilim going to go? Is he going to be able to maintain his power and stay good? You know, what if we decided that he did get corrupted through all this and it goes bad? And then we're on the fight of evil and we're fighting against everybody that we've been saving for so long and trying to help and then taking over the world and have some bad stuff happen. It's cool. Let's yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd much rather, you know, start being on the side of them guys and, st- and fight all the engineers, councils, or, you know, that's a way to change it up. Mm-hmm. I could totally see where, you know, how so how many they could cool pick up different ways to go. Yeah. I, Imagine the weaponry and the stuff that we could do going that way instead. So yeah, there's been um, some of the vocal outcry, you know, has been 
we have what is it um this korean arpg slash mmo called lost ark coming which looks looks really gorgeous <laughs> i mean it looks amazing whether or not it's going to be a complete um i i mean diablo's kind of a grind fest but uh I mean, if you've ever played a Korean MMO, that takes grind to a new level. To yeah, that's what it does. So, um, I mean, I I, I want to play Lost Ark, but I'm, you know, again, I'm also not sure how it's going to run. <laughs> I mean, a lot of what they're doing is very ambitious, and unless you have a high-end rig, you know, may, maybe it'll chug along. So, I, I don't know. It, it could be that they're retooling what, what they were doing, you know, regrouping, saying, all right, like Brazia said, we have all these ideas. Let's go bigger than just an expansion. You know, let, let's let's go World of Diablo instead. That's what we should do. See, I don't. At one point, I thought I wanted an or World a Diablo, of Sanctuary, a Diablo you know? MMO. But after playing Diablo awesome. three, I don't think I would want that. I don't think completely different game though. Just make it World of Sanctuary. I you know, that, I don't want to play a Diablo World of Warcraft kind of game. So, um. It doesn't have to be like World of Warcraft. It can be completely different. But, um, yeah, I, I tangented off of what I was I was going to bring up next. Was that uh, I, I could totally see where, you know, time time has passed. You know, there's a power vacuum because Malthiel's been destroyed. And the Andrus Council's, you know, probably like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do now? You know, these Nephilim, they're getting so super powerful. What, what are we going to do? And I could see where time, you know, time's elapsed, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, something like that. And the Nephilim, you know, in canon, the Nephilim that ends up killing Malthiel, maybe killing Malthiel allows the essence of Diablo, the prime evil, to then corrupt that Nephilim, and then eventually become mm-hmm. Diablo again, the prime evil. And, uh, yeah, so, Possible. That, I mean, that's, that's one little idea that they could run with, that I'm sure that they'll do. Or, Belial just tricked us all, and it was all just a dream, you know? <laughs> the famous dream sequence. Yep. Your life was all a dream. Yep. Yeah, I don't uh, really go for that. Fi- find out that your Nephilim was actually... Yeah. <laughs> was a fetish like event. Yeah. That'd be an extremely <laughs> horrible cap out. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, right. Belial is the lord of lies. So mm-hmm. Maybe everything that happened was a lie. Maybe. 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 <laughs> so, okay... So that's pretty much the only Diablo news in terms of from Blizzard. Um, in the community mm-hmm. side of things, uh, I'm just going to link a guide, an in-depth guide by Woodyjo. 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 Yeah. Um, he did an incredibly in-depth analysis of the lightning, the lightning Natalia demon hunter set, or well, taking Natalia's and running with lightning with it. And also, ph- hmm. ph- oh my god, Philosophios, Sophios, something. Right, Philosophios. Yes, I got it right. I think um, he yeah. he did a guide on YouTube, so we'll include a link to that. And sadly, I alluded to it or mentioned it really early on in the show. There are changes happening over at the Westmarch Workshop. Lieutenant Lunatic is stepping down from co-host position, so that means it's still. That, that means Nineball is going to be bringing in guest hosts again. He said he has a couple prospects in terms of, uh, um, you know, potential co-hosts. So Ace Fisher, cool. maybe, maybe that's your in. 
to actually be a coach. coach. And then Nine Ball, if you ever do need a need a cast host, if you're listening, I'd be glad to help you out too. I've always been Wednesdays at six p.m. Go with you guys. Yep. Check out West March and talk with you. That'd be fun. Yeah. So, um, yep. Yeah, it's been a good run for Lieutenant Lunatic. I know. It was like just you know when I was, it started to feel so you know like warm and cozy having him on the show it's like oh now he's stepping down but you know real life important stuff that's always more important Mm -hmm. so wish him all the best and he's still contractually obligated to come onto our show to talk about lore so don't worry oh awesome don't worry you will hear lunatic again and it will be on this show at least for one show love him and jen go through lore you know, that would be awesome to have them both at the same time, because then we could see Jen's head explode. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So. Ah, uh, yes. So, that's all that we got in terms of Diablo news. Um, actually, you know what? Um, I didn't include this in the links, but uh, there was this artist that did a whole bunch of, um, what, what am I, reimagining of Diablo characters in a cyber like cyber cybernetic future and i'm pretty sure i saw this up on diabloii.net maybe oh yeah here they are i I was just looking for the artist name victor fernandez did some amazing amazing concept art for what what you know all the classes would look like in a cybernetic future kind of diablo so Maybe they'll go way into the future. You know, kind of like how Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2, you know, or actually the end of Lords of Shadow, it made you realize that Gabriel had turned into Dracula, and then he comes out of the church, and, oh, hey, it's like present day, you know? Huge jump in timeline, and Lords of Shadow 2 then jumps between those two timelines, and it's a complete mess from what I've heard. I still haven't played that game. I want to, but um, eventually I'll get to it. So maybe we'll see that. Who knows? So I'll, I'll include cool. a link to his art. It's absolutely amazing stuff. Absolutely amazing stuff. So go check that out. Um, actually, you know what? Maybe I can post that in our our our. I was I was about to say clam chat. Oh, this is not gonna work. Nope. Well, I'll, I'll figure out a better way of doing this. Show notes. Yes, in the show notes. There we go. This is Jen, and you are listening to Jen's Lore Corner. This is number five, and this one is about Duriel. Duriel is one of the lesser evils. He has what's been referred to as a quote twin, uh, which would be Andoriel, who is also a lesser evil. This is where things get a little weird, though, because if you go directly from the lore of Andoriel to the lore of Duriel either uh, with what you can find in the Diablo 3 game or what you can find in the Book of Cain, things don't match up exactly. Now, with Andariel, it said that she had a, quote, twin, meaning she's got someone who functions sort of like a twin or a sibling, but really isn't related, you know, as, you know, an actual twin. But when you get to Doriel, things sound a little different. Uh, the Book of Cain describes Doriel as brother to Andariel, which would indicate that they're actually related. And that's a little strange. There's a journal you can find in Diablo 3 called Duriel the Lord of Pain, which I'll read the entirety of in a little bit. But the, the point is, it starts off that Duriel is the twin of Andariel, and it's not in quotes. So I guess you can take it as you want. You know, are Andariel and Duriel siblings? 
uh, in fact twins? Are they quote twins because they sort of function along the same lines? It's a little hard to say. So I guess you can pick whichever of these you like best and assume that's correct because the lore doesn't match in this particular case, which I found to be quite strange. So who is Duriel? Well, he is, as I said, one of the lesser evils. There's a few of them. And he's uh, he's got a couple of names in addition to Duriel. He is the Lord of Pain, and the reasons for that will become obvious soon if you don't already know. He's also called the Maggot King, which is a lovely name, and um, it's got you know good reason. Half of his body resembles a gigantic maggot. The lower half of his body is like a giant maggot, and the front kind of just looks like your typical demon, I guess, so to speak. So that's, you know, that's why he got his names. Um, so the title, The Lord of Pain, describes both, I guess, his maybe profession in the Burning Hells, and it's also his main interest. Duriel is known for loving torture. He loves to torture everyone and he also enjoys the infliction of physical pain even if it's not quite to the level of torture now this is a bit different from his i'm gonna say quote twin andariel because andariel as i've said in the previous lore corner number four she likes emotional pain she tries to drive people to the point where they question everything about all of their life choices they're convinced all of their loved ones hate them that they've screwed up they get to the, you know she wants to make them basically suicidal and hate themselves that's what Andariel does and in order to do that she of course needs to know things about the person in order to get you know exactly the results she wants Duriel's not like that he doesn't care about anything any information about his victims at all whatsoever he doesn't actually need it because instead of you know trying to give them emotional anguish he's just after the screams of his victims which he can you know produce without knowing anything at all about them he doesn't need them you know he doesn't need a whole life history in order to torture his victims the book of cain describes what duriel does as he appears to love the music of the screams, the disharmony of agony at a sensual level. He thinks of himself as a maestro of pain. He is interested not in mental anguish, but in physical torment. So that's, you know, that's what he's into. Um, and, you know, this is where Andariel and Duriel kind of link up. Duriel sometimes gets his victims from Andariel. He gets them from other places as well. But he gets them from Andariel. What happens is she wears down a person's mental state until the person believes that they are worthless and that they are deserving of the kind of torture, the f physical torture as opposed to emotional, that Duriel is not going to hesitate to inflict upon them. And to get away from Andariel and all of the torment she's caused them, they willingly choose to give themselves over to Duriel. So these two function as, quote, twins in the sense that, you know, she sort of prepares victims for her, quote, twin Duriel. Uh, the reverse does not happen, however. No one leaves Duriel's realm, with the exception of Duriel, if he wanted to, I suppose. Uh, and he does not reciprocate by sending any victims to his, quote, twin Andariel. It's a one-way street, but they do kind of work together in that sense, so that's probably why they're considered to be twins in the lore, as convoluted as that's come out to be. So, what does Duriel do when he runs out of victims? He starts torturing himself. It's bizarre, but that's what he does. The Book of Cain uh, says that Duriel will inflict excruciating pain 
upon himself until he is sated. He doesn't have any specific reason to do this. He's not bored. He's not feeling bad about himself. Uh, he's not feeling bad about the things he's done to torture you know, others. He doesn't care. He does not need a reason to inflict pain on someone, even if that someone happens to be himself. And he's also known to capture and torture other demons as well. So Duriel's realm in the Burning Hells, as you might guess uh, or suspect, is called the Realm of Pain. Pretty obviously why, you know, that's that's the name of it. It's supposed to look like a giant torture chamber. So you can assume it would include everything that's been in like every horror movie you've ever seen to that, you know, to that degree. That's, you know, what it's described as. Uh, if I remember correctly, when I was reading the Book of Cain, I think it said in there that Duriel's realm is the one that has the most known about it as far as what it looks like. It's, you know, kind of an overall... Uh, it's a torture chamber, basically. That's that's his lovely little realm in the Burning Hells. It's actually set up so that Duriel can torture thousands of captives at the same time. I don't know if that's better or worse, but that's what that that's that's what Duriel's got going on. And no one enters the realm of pain willingly, with the exception of the victims that Indariel has worn down. And speaking of Indariel, she won't even go into Duriel's realm in the Burning Hells. Nobody wants to be there. That's how screwed up Duriel is. I mean, even the other demons don't dig what he's doing at all. Um, now, he doesn't make an appearance in Diablo 3. At least not in the Reaper of Souls expansion. Who knows what could come in the future. But he did appear in Diablo 2. He was the final boss in Act 2 of Diablo 2. And this is where the journal I mentioned comes into play. You can find the journal in Diablo 3 called Duriel the Lord of the Lord of Pain, as I slur his name there. Um, <laughs> creepy little guy. And uh, it's it's narrated by Deckard Cain. The entire journal uh, can be... I think it's found in act two but it might be wrong um but again these journals are kind of randomly placed so you could find it elsewhere but i'm pretty sure i've seen it in act two um a few times so the uh the journal uh says duriel is the twin of andariel i believe that they conspired together to assist diablo in releasing mephisto and bale though they had both supported the lesser evils in the past the lord of pain was found guarding bale's prison the tomb of Talrasha, where he was slain by heroes. And that's narrated, as I said, by Deckard Cain. Now, um, Mephisto and Bale are part of the greater evils, and I'll get to them in another lower corner. Um, but I just wanted to point out that this one, narrated by Deckard Cain in Diablo 3, doesn't say, quote, twin. It says twin of Andariel. So it kind of goes back and forth as to how these two are really related to each other. Um, so what that journal is talking about is uh, the events of the Dark Exile. I mentioned a little bit of this with uh, the lore of Andariel in number four of Jen's Lore Corner. Um, but in any case, the same event uh, in his twin, his quote twin, Andariel, uh, decided to join in, as mentioned in the previous uh, Lore Corner. But Duriel was actually summoned. He was summoned by Diablo and Bale for the purpose of guarding over Tyriel, who was at the time imprisoned in Talrash's tomb. So, you know, why would Duriel help out with this sort of thing? It's kind of not his, you know, interest. He's not really a guard. Um, it's could be because he wanted to be seen favorably by Diablo and Bale, who were, you know, greater evils. And uh, the whole thing about the Burning Hells is all of the demons 
constantly make and break alliances with each other as they seek out power. So maybe he was doing something like that. But it didn't work out for him. He ended up being slain by the heroes who rescued Tyrael. And those heroes were probably the player characters. Um, so that's kind of all there is to say about Duriel. He's a screwed up little demon that even the demons are creeped out by with good reason. And uh, that's going to be it for this lore corner. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll uh, bring you information about other lesser evils in future lore corners. Maybe not the next one, but I'll get to the rest eventually. Let's talk about other games and entertainment. Or right. if Lantonio lets us talk. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, last episode, we were trying to talk about Fear of the Walking Dead. Episode six, and that's right. Crow is turning it off now. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and he's actually starting the timer to find out how long we go on this. So. <laughs> oh, good. Good deal. Episode six of Fear the Walking Dead redeemed redeemed the show for me. Definitely. Yeah. Same for me. I- I'm gonna tune in next year. Yeah. You know, and it, I was listening to other shows, um, podcasts. And they're like, oh, Walking Dead's back. And, you know, what a big difference and how wonderful it is for this show versus... And I'm like, you know what? You got six years of a team of people, mm-hmm. writers they pulled in. They really, you know, they have that experience. They have that an understanding and an intimate knowledge of the characters they're creating and the situations they're putting them in. It is a completely different story, different groups of people running it, different showrunners. Mm-hmm. It's going to take them time to get things going. Yeah, they know they got a lot of things to work on. Uh, I think it even was kind of clear in some interviews and stuff, even like on the Talking Dead afterwards, mm-hmm. that you know they they got where they wanted to with the show, but they know there's a lot more room for improvement. There's a lot more situation to go on, you know, and it can't just be simply the story can't just exist with just that family. They have to be thrown in situation. They have to be tested. They have to actually see what goes on with the world. I mean. Lots of people wanted to find out about, you know, what, how did the whole world just fall apart so quickly? Mm-hmm. And we really didn't get a lot of that. And that's, you know, understandable with what they were trying to do for the story. But yeah, you know, six, seven million people living in the Los Angeles area, we'd like to have seen more than just a few thousand zombies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I can totally understand. Yeah. But, you know, it, it got me going. It, it really ended on a, a, what I would consider to be a Walking Dead high note and we definitely liked it yeah um <laughs> did did, did you feel <laughs> did you get emotional with the last scene um i wouldn't say i got emotional but i was definitely you know drawn more into the character mm-hmm. i i understood it more like I, I enjoyed it not enjoyed it as in it was oh wonderful great i enjoyed it because it was like the walking dead story type mm-hmm. you know what you expected the the the, the agony the anguish on people's face um, as they really having to decide to do something they weren't prepared to do. Yeah, and I think, you know, n- now that they kind of got the macro storyline pretty much out of the way, <laughs> as little as they covered that, which, you know, caused a lot of people to get upset uh, about, you know, <laughs> the nine days, what happened? We didn't get to see the fall of civilization. Well, it's like neither did these characters in this story. You know, they didn't get to see it all. You know, they they saw what they no. saw. And, yeah, I mean, it's, we, I, every, everybody's like, they, they, they want to know how the sausage is made. You know, they, they, they want to know how everything happened. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, 
if we knew that, then the show would probably not be quite as interesting, you know? And it's always about the journey. I mean, that that's the thing with, you know, The Walking Dead. You know, we never got too many hints of what was going on. We we got little, you know, little little nuggets every now and then, especially like at the CDC and then in, in uh, season two when we actually saw Shane turn after not being infected, well, quote unquote, you know, bitten or whatever. So, yep. So, I mean, it was like, and then like what podcast was I listening to, but they brought up, you know, how like, you know, how did, how did Rick's group, how did nobody know this? And it's like, well, you know, they're in Georgia, you know, they're in rural Georgia. It's like they're, they're, maybe they were never in an area where they had military safe zone. And, you know, so it's entirely plausible that they never got the information that everybody turns. You know, everybody's already infected. And, and that mm-hmm. they are actually the Walking Dead, not the Walkers. Or skin bags, as we got in Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> so I, I'm really looking forward to it. Because I think that now the show can come into its own. I'm a little mm-hmm. worried, though. Because now they're pretty much kind of like in the exact same territory as the Walking Dead main series. It, and it's you guys know what Fear of the Walking Dead is streaming anywhere? Uh, yes, it's is streaming it just... on AMC.com. So okay. as is that, long as is that free or what? I don't know. I just you have to log in with your yeah, cable provider. So okay. Oh. Use parents' cable provider then. Yeah. I didn't know if it was on Hulu or not or anything though. But uh, I haven't seen it yet. I, I sure it will I be. do want to. I do want to. When they promised the what was it flight, whatever it is. The webisode. Oh, four sixty-two. Yes. I think. I that. thought that we were gonna get it in larger chunks than a minute and a half or two minutes or whatever it was. I was like, wait, yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh no, that that was their plan the whole time. Yeah. And literally, it's just a minute and a half. I, you know, yeah, I that chunk. I didn't even, didn't even read that. So. And it's gonna go through like the whole first half of the season. I yeah. Think. So. It kind of sucks, but hey, they're playing it during commercial breaks during The Walking Dead, so. You don't have to necessarily watch it on the. Way. It'll be fine. I, I still think there's a lot of up, you know, uh, upside to Fear of the Walking Dead. So I'm yeah. not really ready to just I, jump off. I think where they left left all the characters in Fear of the Walking Dead is a good spot to pick up mm-hmm. for season two, and uh, it will be fun if they do get onto that boat. <laughs> I what was it? I heard something <laughs> that they're filming it now in Vancouver or something zombies on a plane but uh yeah uh i what was it the s- season two for fear the walking dead's what um valentine's day is is that what is that uh, what i, I don't know i actually haven't checked on it you yet. know what i feel like uh, i should have i'm wrapped up in walking dead so. yeah but the good news is the talking dead is going to come back for fear of the walking dead not just the walking dead so yeah that'll be fun i, I like that you really get a lot out of the people that show up on that show and um, kind of give you some insight into what they were thinking and how they put the show together. Mm-hmm. I think they gave a lot more information away on Fear of the Walking Dead with that mm-hmm. than they would have given in the regular I Walking Dead. I think that was kind of um, intentional because they probably wanted yeah. to um, throw out some hooks out there to keep people interested in it. Because I think they, more than The Walking Dead, saw their ratings drop you know, from show to show as people lost interest. Because they they got oh, yeah. upset about you know nine days. Where did they go? What happened to them? 
So yeah, it, it was hard for it's hard for people to accept it. As much as they tried, uh, um, people just was like, "Okay, I'll show up, see the first show," and they expected literally by t- show two we were gonna have zombies all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, it's hard to do that because this whole storyline is set up before it even started. Yeah. So uh, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna have to do something though to really win its audience back. Because a good portion of people are going to be like, I am not, you know, if I have to deal with um, people just arguing on a boat, like Survivor Show or something like that, you know, and not actually have zombies very often, they're not going to want to do it. Yeah. You know, at this point, the outbreak is out there. There's got to be a lot to to deal with. Mm -hmm. But that leads us into season six of The Walking Dead premiere. And Mm -hmm. man, that was a that was a crazy start to the show. What did you think of what one of the more controversial aspects of season six premiere was uh, the use of black and white for the flashbacks? What did you think about that, Raja? I really liked it. We were watching it, so uh, P Dog and I were watching. We watched every one of these together, and at first we were trying to figure out like why are they doing that? Like at first it didn't make it obvious, mm-hmm. and then some people were like, "Well, they could have done like lost it and have a like a noise or something like wong or something like that that showed you." I'm like, but people got so confused with that storytelling because it would jump back and forth and you wouldn't have any clear distinction. Mm-hmm. This was really good because, I mean, I understand it's like it's a very simple storytelling technique. Mm-hmm. And I know like a lot of people are like, wow, it's kind of strange because they thought there's something wrong with their TV. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> it was kind of funny because it was like, oh, well, you know, what's going on with it? Um and I just thought it was good because it really clearly distinguished a difference mm-hmm. between what was going on at the current time and what led up to it in the past. And so, I mean, I liked it as a storytelling. Not something I want to see them do all the no, time, no. but but as an opening for a brand new season, season coming back, I think it was good because they opened up with like, oh my God, there's a quarry full of... You know, Zed's. What in the world is going to happen next? <laughs> yeah, I think um, you know, go it back. was somewhere between uh, twenty to thirty thousand walker walkers in that quarry. That oh no, I don't think it was that much. I thought it was supposed to be like two to three thousand. Was it Gimple said that it was at, or did at, they like, say that at least twenty thousand? So damn. That yeah, like I sat there and counted them all. <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, I'm sure that they don't have a, an exact number, but I mean, a lot of it was CG'd, so. But, uh, yeah, and then it was like other people complaining about suspension of disbelief and stuff like it's that. The it's like <laughs> it's always been kind of like that, though, in this show. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you don't expect like people want absolutely everything to be perfect in this thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, it's a possibility. Like we live in cities right now. Um, I'm sorry, but I can't hear what's going on in the town next to me. Right. I'm like, my hearing is not that good. Most people aren't, you know. Yeah, they're like, oh, but then it would be so much smelling, uh, you know, like you'd smell the dead and everything. I'm like, but really? The world around you is dead. You can't tell the difference in the smell anyway. Mm -hmm. If you sit in a hospital where, you know, you've got all this disease and stuff, you're not going to smell what's happening to people when they they all have soiled underwear anyway after a while. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to tell unless you walk out of there and you go to someplace completely different that doesn't have that smell, then you notice the difference. I'm like, but yeah, I, I would expect the noise would have been, but I'm just curious, like, who actually set that up? 
to get the walkers stuck in there. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a thing that we haven't really understood yet. And it's obviously it wasn't anybody who was at... Um, at uh, Alexandria. Alexandria. Yeah. Because they would have. And, you know, they kind of... They dropped little hints where people are just ignoring these hints. Saying, oh, you know, we never go that way. Like, they, they never go that direction. Yeah. Well, why did they never go that direction? Maybe it's because... And it's not really explained. But maybe that direction, so to speak, was near a large city. They didn't want to be anywhere near it. Like, maybe it's near Washington. Okay, oh, there was an original camp there. Thank you, JC. Um, yeah, good watch Talking Dead, thanks. You know, but I mean, that's the thing. It's like in the show itself, they don't explain it. You have to, um, like, watch The Talking Dead to get some of these things. That's part of the problem. It's like, but I think that has to do with the editing because there's certain parts of the story they don't want, like, they may have it recorded, but they just don't include it in the show because it doesn't really drive the story. Mm-hmm. Exactly. In the same way. Wait. Do we ever have the full the full scope of the story ever? You know, it's it's always told yeah. through somebody's perspective. So, right. I mean, if you read the comics, it's the yeah. same way. So, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. It's just that it was there, and you know, it's a it's a plot device. That's fine. It's fine. It's it gave us the largest herd, or as I heard on another podcast, um, too large to be a herd. It was more like a horde. <laughs> <laughs> for the horde but uh, I, I loved the pacing I mean if they had done you know if they had started off season 6 you know and gone chronologically you would have had a ton of slow slow parts you know for like half of the show and then it would all yeah. pick up at the end but I liked how they did it where they would um, they, they would progress what's actually happening and then they would flesh out you know like they, they kind of give you some of what already transpired that helps flesh out uh you know what what's about to happen or what just happened you know like uh mm-hmm. right before the end end surprise which i knew was coming because uh they flashbacked to the tractor station or the tractor sh- tractor store and rick's all like we're gonna have to clear this out on our way back and my thinking was they were on their way to the quarry at that moment to, you know, start their dry run. And then on their way back, mm-hmm. that's when they would clear it out. But that didn't happen because every <laughs> the tractor trailer fell off the cliff. And it's like, oh, crap, we got to go now. We're, we're going to do it live. And when I caught that, All I was right. like, holy crap, we just named our show. We're doing it live. <laughs> or <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> oh, God, man. Abraham, he... He's gonna die this season. I just know it because he he dies he yeah. dies in the comics, so feels that way. Oh. And you know what? He's he's de- Abraham will die, but uh, or maybe he won't. You know? I mean, the comic books. What was it? Um, oh, oh my goodness! I'm blinking on his name right now. Uh, Morgan was already with Rick yep. and crew when they got to Alexandria, so. Exactly. So I mean, th- there are differences, and that—that's the great thing because there, it's it's its own thing. You know, Daryl never existed in the comic books, so obviously his influence already. You know, you, you can't take the storyline the exact same way. And if you did, then you know all the comic book snobs would be like, "Well, I already know what's coming." You know, <laughs> like right. Red Wedding. You know, they pe- people would be like getting ready. They'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna film. I'm gonna film my." My significant other respond to this 
this thing that's about to happen because they know what's coming. <laughs> so I really liked it. I really liked season six. I loved the flashback sequences. Um, absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. The ending kind of caught me off guard. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> but, you know, they they have to do that because they can't stay in Alexandria. Because if they stay in Alexandria, this the storyline is just going to, it's you know, it's going to go, you know. No, they could stay in Alexandria. It's just it's going to be a lot, it's a much bigger world out there. But uh, it was kind of funny because you were right. At that point, towards the end, I was looking over at P-Dog and I was like, boy, this is going way too well. I'm like, something bad's going to mm-hmm. happen. Either somebody's going to get, you know, like they're going to get swarmed by another horde or something. And all of a sudden, the horn just stop honking and you see them starting to walk the, that way. Like, really? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was good. It was good. It kind of left off right at the right spot saying, okay, we've got to find out what's going on next yep. time. Yeah, and I like how th- when they teased C- uh, episode two, it's uh, it's going to be from, you know, like what what's leading up to that, I imagine. And, well, maybe halfway through or, you know, maybe three quarters of the way through the episode is when they'll, you know, we'll, we'll find out who exactly is has infiltrated Alexandria. Or maybe mm-hmm. one theory is that it's, you know, Inksty Ron doing, saying, you know, you killed my dad. Now I'm going to take the world down with me because all I want to do is see the world burn. So. Oh, I don't think so. I mean, he, he, he's going to be an irrational kid, but uh, yeah. I don't think he's going to do something that's going to endanger his whole family. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, from what I could tell, this wasn't just Ron, because I think Carol had blood on her, so something happened. So, mm. and and now Carol's going to be able to shed, you know, that people person um, facade that mm-hmm. she's carrying. And be the badass that she turned into. So I, I'm really looking forward to it. So sorry, sorry, Lantonio. We we may have spoiled a little bit there. I basically wasn't paying attention to the whole thing, so you're perfectly good. Okay, all right, sweet. Yeah, that works for me, right? <laughs> Did you watch? Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you probably. I I think I was the only one who was able to catch uh, it live, but the Overwatch uh, beta premiere on Twitch happened today and oh, uh, I didn't see that part of it. holy crap that game looks like so much fun but it oh, also yeah, for a key. also made me realize that game if you don't have if you don't have voice contact with your teammates oh man you are going to get hosed. very difficult you are going to get hosed by a team that, that's communicating so oh yeah and, and this isn't like a MOBA where the action's a little bit slower to where they could implement some kind of ping system so I'll be. I'm going to be interested to see how they're going to address you know people who are not on voice over internet. Uh, to, mm-hmm. I, I think they were talking about how they 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 are going to have an in-game voice comm system. So, hopefully, it, hopefully it works better than the World of Warcraft system. <laughs> of course, that yeah. was implemented what years ago, many many years ago. There are way better codecs now. So, well, I agree with JC Monkey in the chat that LOM guy was. Uh... On like three cans of Red Bull, the guy was so hyped yes. up. Yes, you know what? Nation. I would be too. Yeah, Elheim is that was just fun. He's a lot of fun to watch, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't watch the other streamer because I knew Elheim, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch him. And I loved how he started off the stream. He he like staved off. He was like, folks, they, they've already told me that they're not gonna answer these questions, so don't even bother. So, and then he quickly went through like he selected every character. 
And he was like, this is just so that you can pause the stream and get all the information on all the abilities. And so I'm sure somebody on Reddit's already done that and has posted that up. So, it, oh my goodness. October 27th is when the beta goes live. Let's hope for keys, huh? I, yeah, I, I hope, I hope to get in. Um, maybe not in the first a lot of wave, but hopefully, you know, no, one of the I subsequent have, waves. I have hopes that we might get in right away. Yeah, me too. But That'd be cool. But Lantonio, since you tuned out, it's time for us to tune out. What did you do? Well, <laughs> I'll get you to tune out right away. Definitely played some Hearthstone. You know, that's my nightly game. Yeah, yeah, that's Norway. <laughs> At least mine won't take three freaking hours. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> anyway, like I was saying before, I also, you know, when I was getting the retro gaming going on, I played some uh, Sanitarium. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that game, but it's an old-fashioned, like, uh, uh, adventure game. It's, it's really, really fun, kind of spooky. It's got a really good storyline. I've always liked it. I played it a long time ago and checked it out again, so if anyone's interested in that, check it out. Uh, let's see, I played some more Heroes of Might and Magic. I've been tuning up my game for a tourney that we're going to do here. And this, uh, I don't know if this, we're going to do it this weekend. I think start this weekend and maybe finish next week because they take a very long time to play. But... Uh, we've got like eight players um, that's going to do it all so it'll be a massively big game so that should be really fun see who I can under the table make some alliances with and stuff So <laughs> I might I might uh, stream it or record it so you guys can check that out and maybe see what it's like but uh, other than that I didn't really play a lot of video games besides Diablo 1 I did watch some TV uh, some new shows uh, on Netflix at least on Netflix anyway they're new but uh, one of my favorite shows, uh, UFO Files, came out with another season on Netflix. So I checked those all out, and I'm, I go nuts for those shows. So I watched like an entire season, so that, that was awesome. I suppose that could have been some of my Diablo 3 time, but I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also watched uh, a show. It's a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. He's like a freelance photographer. He's kind of crazy. It's called Nightcrawler. I'd recommend that on Netflix. I, was, that was a pretty interesting game I or movie. Tried, I tried. I got maybe Let, 20 minutes. Give it. It's, it's it. Yeah, yeah. I, my fiance was watching, and she got sick of it, but I was just like, heck with it. It's on. I'll watch it. And after you kind of get into past the crap, which probably would be about 20 minutes, uh, it, it is worth it. It's pretty good. He, get into a little bit farther in when he gets shows his cunning side. It kind of reminds me of Dexter a mm. lot. He's really, really smooth. So if so, you if you got that far, you might so want to finish it, it out. If you can get past get past his creep factor in the very beginning, then yeah, you don't really know what's going on in the beginning though until he gets into a little more. You know, he, mm. at first you're kind of like, what the heck is going on? This guy a serial killer or what? You know, but he's actually a really extremely, extremely smart dorky kind of creep you know <laughs> yeah but it's it, it all adds up in the end and he's you find out like he's really cunning it reminds, it reminds me a lot of dexter but then one of my uh, shows we like a lot uh, must have started but i don't pay attention when they started just see him on hulu but last man on earth started and there was a couple episodes of that to watch on on hulu and that show is hilarious that so. show? it's hilarious i think it's really funny i think it's great I, I think it's it's really really funny you should check it out if you like like you know adult humor and you know like dirty humor pretty much it's pretty good uh dude it's just by himself <laughs> it's really really funny kind of like you know he's by himself so he kind of makes fun of uh um castaway at, oh. at one point for an example <laughs> where like everyone talks to balls and he's like i would never i would never do that retarded stuff man what a stupid thing to do 
And before you know it, he's got like 20 different types of balls with different names, and, you know, tennis <laughs> balls, and, <laughs> and they're all his buddies. That's awesome. Okay. But, uh, I'll, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'd recommend it. And now you got a, a full season plus a couple more episodes of the, uh, the, this season, and I think that's new on Sundays. But uh, uh, also rented a Redbox movie, and it looked really interesting because it had um, Jonah Hill and... Um, What's his name? Uh, James Franco in it. It's called True Story, and it's kind of different for what they're usually in. Jonah Hill's, you know, you know, they're mostly comedies nowadays, but he played a real serious role. And it's it's about a uh, like a murder trial thing. And it's called True Story, based on a true story, and it's pretty good. Uh, they were able to do a lot of serious acting that you wouldn't expect them to do. Which, I mean, James Franco I've seen in a serious role, but I haven't seen Jonah Hill really in a serious role. So that was pretty good, and I'd say to check that one out. Um, I think it's only Redbox, it's not like streaming or anything at the moment, unless you go to like a streaming, like free movie site or movie tube site or something. But, but yeah, we uh, watched one more. I don't have it written up here though. It's called Knock Knock. Man, that was it's a heck of a movie. If you want to see, um, as a guy, you want to be afraid to ever, ever, ever cheat on your. Uh, that's, uh, your, that's your ex or something. With, uh, go ahead and watch that. Keanu Reeves. It's right? with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah Keanu Reeves and. Yeah, that's, that's that's a different one. Although the only thing I didn't like about it is, I mean, for a guy that's you know, like Keanu Reeves especially, who's known to be like a tough guy in movies and all this other stuff, and you know, Neo Anderson, you know, I mean, Mr. come on, Anderson. Ex- exactly. He was. I've never seen men be so, excuse me, trampled by women to a fact of not that women couldn't beat up men, but I mean, come on, this guy doesn't even try, you know, and he. Well. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't believe in striking a woman, even if they're trying no, to. No, it him. has not, 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 nothing to do with striking, but just literally, like, you know, take having some sense to do something to get himself out of the situation. I, I you can know, see that. Be really least, easy. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, that's where my media has been at lately. So, pretty good ones. Check those shows out, movies out, if you like that. Um, yeah. So, that's what I've been up to. Sweet. See? Cool. Oh, I didn't write this up, but uh, my favorite my my favorite team on the Amazing Race, not football, on the Amazing Race. Well, I guess they ended up being my favorite team, the Dancers. They got eliminated. I was like, no, they're so fun to watch. No. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, everyone that's in the that's listening and uh, watching our live or us, whatever you should uh, look for look for my uh, Twitch to go live or something soon for uh, that Diablo stream nice. for the orig- original Diablo you should check that out and come chat with me and I can you know answer any questions about the game or do something if you want me to do it in game to you know yeah. experience it or whatever so yeah I'll be doing that probably this well I'm going away for a couple nights this weekend so maybe Sunday night I'll start it so, oh that should be so, fun yeah look for that alright gonna hold you to it yeah, or not twitch at Lantonio yeah or I'll just post it to YouTube when I play. Well, I mean, I'm going to play it, you know, because I got my laptop or whatever with me. Mm-hmm. So I'll just uh, record it if I can't get where I'm going. I'm going to our timeshare. So it, it, or a timeshare of my friends that we get to go to. It's super nice up in, like, Fox River uh, or by Fox River. So I don't know how the Internet's going to be there or not, but I know I can at least record for YouTube. So All right. check it out. Sweet. I'm not going to edit it, okay. by the way. So if anybody, you know, don't, if if sound quality is better like that, unless I put it on the show stuff, I ain't, I'm not going to, like, go through and edit it. I'm just going to record <laughs> it and 
yeah. when I record. Yeah. Well, so, whatever. That take way to too long to edit. Mm -hmm. Throw that stuff yeah. up. Yeah. Yar. I I need to get back into the habit of streaming, so maybe I'll start doing that again. And uh, yeah, me too, big time. Now that I finally cleared Greater Rift 60 solo, I I feel I feel a sense of release almost. And once I once I get that torrent 10 in under three minutes, which uh, Leviathan, let's let's group up and get that done again. I, I know you've done it so many times already, but uh, I need to get it done. Yes. So. Yeah, Jamie, I will post on Twitter when I'm gonna stream and yeah. stuff. So. And uh, so I, you'll, I may start streaming other games other than Diablo. Like maybe I, this is risky to say, but maybe I'll start playing Civ Five again. <laughs> I, I check out Heroes of Might and Magic with me, Navik. You'd love it. I, I say, I, if you like Civ games and stuff, you would like it. It's super cheap. Or I might even be able to get you a copy. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe we'll see. And uh, I also have the. Um, I'm trying to think of the. The per the is it was it Ninja Theory? I don't remember. Whoever did the Legend of Korra game, um, that's not not Ninja Theory. Who is that? Uh, you know, what? I'm gonna Google this really quick. But that's yeah, I think that's probably pretty good. And hey, Korova, sorry, much longer than 15 minutes this time. So <laughs> don't worry, Korova. I feel your pain at least with their section. <laughs> <laughs> So I think Flat I got like games. four games of Hearthstone played while you guys were talking, so that's okay. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I <laughs> named my wizard Korra, so that's that's why I may actually stream the Legend of Korra game and play it. So uh, there we go. All right, cool. let's close out the show because it's already past. It's getting really late for Brasia. So. Alrighty, sounds good. Uh, okay, I'm working from home. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. You have been listening to episode 101 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you have missed an episode, you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives over at ShatteredSoulstone.com. Looking at you replay. If you want to join us in-game, join our in-game community. Community, Wow. Aptly named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to post up short misses up on the community board and join the chat channel to chat with other folks from the community in-game. This show is powered by you, the listeners, so send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. We love Twitter, so come and join and tweet with us. You can find the show on Twitter at ShatteredStone. I'm at Nevik James. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. Brasia is at the underscore Brasia. And our fourth musketeer is at Lantonio. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at TheDawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soul Center, I'm going to be stroking my big Bragomancer. Ego. I got nothing to say with that one. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs>